0: Hello, everybody, and before we get started, I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, Rentspree, and CEO, Michael Lucarelli. He has been just named as a top tech trendsetter for HousingWire's list in 2022, so congratulations, Michael, well-deserved. And now, on this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I talk about co-mingling and co star Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hey, everybody. I'm so happy to announce our newest sponsor, Rentspree. Rentspree is L.A. based and is a provider of award-winning rental software that helps real estate agents, owners, and renters to simplify and automate the entire real estate rental process. From listing to lease, these guys have got it figured out. With nationwide coverage, Spree is an all-in-one platform, is known for its easy and secure interface and suite of rental tools, including tenant screening, rent payments, marketing, and renter management. To date, Renspeed has partnered with over 250 of the most influential MLSs, associations, and brokerages, and they have over 1 million users throughout the U.S. That's great. In fact, they just announced a deal with the Miami Association of Realtors. This brings their agent count in Florida to over 120,000 agents with over 600,000 total in the US that is able to access Rentspree through their MLS or association. Rentspree is ranked 625th on the latest Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies list in 2022. Also check out the show notes uh, for rentspree.com. They just issued a white paper that talks about the opportunities that agents can have by incorporating rentals in their business model. I've written a lot about this. I think it's a great strategy. So please visit rentspree.com to download that white paper. Thank you, Michael and the entire rent Spree team for sponsoring industry relations. Rob and I really do appreciate it. So go visit rentspree.com today.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is obviously your co-host, the Notorious Rob, Rob Han. And with me as always is the fabulous Greg Robertson. What's Hola, up, Greg? Rob. How are you? Hola. <laughs> uh, dude, that's an awfully bright hat. Very like colorful. That? Yeah. Uh, I've always did think that the Chargers had the best looking uniform in the NFL. I have oh, to I think so too. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: that's back I mean, when... not, the, not the best team, but. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, back when I used to still watch NFL, um, I, I, feel like, I feel like I need to get back into it somehow because I feel disconnected from masculine culture in the United States because I no longer watch NFL, you know?
0: Well, um, you know, if you want, you and Sonny should come out. Um... We have a couple tickets for the Chargers versus Miami game. Ooh! Um, so you know we've got some good seats. You, you, you should consider coming out. When, when is we'll that game? That is going to be on the. Gosh, let me see that, The 11th, I think.
1: Okay. But we have to go to LA, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Thanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I will say I'll, I'll tell you another thing. I'm actually. Um, I think I told you this before, but I'm actually heading out to uh, your neck of the woods um, Sunday, or Saturday. So um taking Jen to go see Adele.
1: Saturday, like tomorrow or Saturday? Yeah, like... tomorrow. Good, dude. I mean, you need to give us a little bit more I notice of well, that. Think
0: I, I thought I told maybe you were sunny, but no, I'm taking her to go see the uh, Adele concert. And then, oh, wow. um, then we're going to go... Um, Sunday, the Chargers are playing uh, the Raiders at oh, Stadium, so we're okay. going to see them. Okay, yeah, it's kind of I'm kind and then we're coming right back, so it's like a really okay. compacted amount of a time there. So okay, all right. So yeah,
1: well, uh, I won't be home Saturday, but I'll be home Sunday, so maybe you know let's we'll try and connect, hook up.
0: Well, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe because uh, the game I think is earlier game. Maybe we can get back. Maybe we can get together Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. making plans here the well,
1: yeah i know let's, let's, let's talk call about me it off the podcast right, eh right. <laughs> but uh so you know we had a fun little uh, podcast the last episode and i know i got some feedback on it I was, you know uh, have you gotten any feedback on the one non real estate you
0: know, yeah i know podcast <laughs> no most of it was i mean not most of it all of it was positive so i think uh i don't know, maybe there's there's like uh once you know every fourth episode we could kind of just do something else right like, <laughs> it, no, i'm serious it gave me that kind of confidence it wasn't you know uh, although some people did uh highlight that like about 25 minutes in we did get to real estate movies right so it was did we really i don't even remember yeah well, we talked about some of the streaming shows the real estate streaming shows so
1: oh yeah 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 uh, that's right how uh, some of these uh, whatever hgtv things are like right, horrible right, right. for realtors or so right, okay right. Uh, did I, I had, uh, I had one person take issue with my top five list. Oh, okay. Yeah. They thought the matrix did not belong on that list. Oh, wow. Okay. I was like, all right.
0: Well, you
1: know, different, different strokes, different folks. I still have to go find that lost in America movie and watch it.
0: Right. Oh, and here's, I, you know, just to, to, I'll tell you, I was watching delicious last night. Ah, wasn't it good? It was good. I mean, uh. Really good, actually. Um, yeah. Liked it a lot. So, and uh, I did get some feedback. Somebody was um, really liked your comment. I think they were being sarcastic about making a armor of lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. You know, when you were saying that, I was like, ah, I, just, I, just, <laughs> I don't know if, if if that's going to work there, but um, you know, Dude, so. it makes perfect sense.
1: It yeah, makes sure. absolutely perfect sense. <laughs> Speaking of which, I found something afterwards. Someone pointed out that I guess in one of the the prequel movies, right? So like one, two, or three, you know what I mean? Like not yeah. not the canon original, right? Which is right. New Hope, right? Empires. Right. And then uh, Last, whatever, The Last Jedi. I guess there was a ship, a spaceship that was shown that was like a lightsaber spaceship. So it was like a starfighter. It had lightsabers coming out the side, right? Huh. And, so I guess the idea is that this ship could go and, like, cut open other ships by flying.
0: Well, it had to be in front of them, right? Or no, if so it was off to the side. The side. Yeah. So they, yeah. when they went down the middle of two ships, the ships on the side. Something like Kind of like, like the that, chariots right. with the, uh, you know, with the things. Right, something be, like that. Yeah, the wheels, yeah.
1: Right. Okay. So I I saw that. I'm like, okay, this kind of proves my point,
0: right? If you uh, could do that. Uh, I mean, you know, listen, I mean, I, you know, are you saying that the lightsabers are like, fr- you know, like... You know, they're bouncing. I mean, are they tied to something and they're bouncing off the chest of? I guess underneath the lightsaber thing has to be something protective that the lightsabers don't go through. Listen, it's you
1: know. obviously lightsabers. You know, the the beam length could be adjusted and it could be shorter or longer, right? Okay, we're not <laughs> Th- think about Darth Sidious. You know, he's got that cross beam, right, where the hand cross sure, beam but, I mean, is the lightsaber. You
0: were saying. Like armor. I just don't know how. Right. Like, so you could
1: you- just have armor, like lightsaber armor. Well, I, I right? would think it
0: would be just a shield, right? That, like the, they just pull up a shield for themselves, right?
1: Sure. Well, yeah. Whatever. Shield, armor, right? Point yeah. being that okay. it, you can't penetrate it with a blaster, right? Right. All I'm saying is if lightsaber is that powerful, you to put it on a spaceship, right? Then like that should be the weapon. Of the spaceship, like the Death Star, should actually be shooting lightsabers at planets. That—that's all it 's getting. Probably
0: a version of a, of a lightsaber.
1: <laughs> all right, but uh, we did give the the audience some non-real estate content, so I thought uh, we should actually talk a little about the industry that we tend to talk about. And there's been a little bit of news in in you know going on in real estate. Yeah, as
0: as it
1: is, none of it good as far as I know. But uh, I know you were mentioning something about the commingling rule that was. Uh, Handled or not handled, essentially. Yeah. At the recent... I think,
0: yeah, I think, um, I, 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 I was recently asked to be on a panel for, um, Canopy MLS. And, you know, on that panel was, and I think we talked about this before, mm-hmm. Sarah from Zillow and, um, guy, you know, other, others. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the things Sarah made a good point about is like the IDX rules we have right now are just, you know, ancient. I mean, they're, you know, yeah. 22 years old and like they make no sense in them on the modern internet in a sense. Right. Yeah. So Zillow has been talking about this for a long time. And, you know, part of that conversation is, is co-mingling rule. And this is something, you know, that Rex has, you know, ever since they became a broker and they had yep. to adhere to these IDX rules, it solved many problems they had in the past, but I think it created some new ones. Yeah, And as a broker, as a member of NAR, Zillow, band, yeah. right, has made some recommendations to the MLS Policies Committee, I think, or one of those committees that kind of like reviews this stuff. And and I guess at the last meeting, there was a little bit of a kerfuffle or no kerfuffle at all because it wasn't brought, there was nothing brought about changing that, right? Um, recently, yeah. Recently, RA Colorado actually made it optional for brokers to, you know, be able to commingle or not um mm-hmm. and you know there was like you know there was the the inman article that i read talked about how you know somebody did respond to it it's just like you know we, we get a lot of requests for rule changes or things to be brought up some are brought up some are not i mean so mm-hmm. you know you're not the only one that feels left out here, Zillow, right? um but um you know it just to me i i think i understand the main the core of argument against it of being like you know does it does an mls who's like you know certain of you know they do all this data checking they their compliance or whatever and then hey we're just gonna throw something else in right what does that do to the integrity of the feed right um and then you know on the broker sense well if they've got a if they've got their own listings or something like that they can put them they can throw them in there so I think there's. I think this is going to be something that's going to be sticking around for us a while.
1: I don't think it's going to be sticking around for a while, for, but for a very different reason. I think that Rex is going to win its lawsuit, mm-hmm. right? In uh, because that this is that's the rule, right? The commingling rule. Rex has sued Zillow and NAR. Um, it was dismissed and then brought back, basically, right? So uh, they're they're likely to win. Um, and when they do, I think the courts are going to strike down the anti no, no commingling rule as anti competitive.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it, to me, it's like, it's a, I mean, if you look to, forward to the consequences of that, now I'm going on to Zillow or any other site, and some listings are, you know, oh, absolutely, this is accurate. This is whatever. And other listings, you know, are not, right? They're okay. not complete. They don't have anything, you know, on there. So it's like, it just, I think having, spoiling that feed in a sense, um, it's just going to cause a lot of distrust for the rest of the data. When right now I think everybody kind of like, you know, trusts, you know, what, what is you know, because, because that comes from the MLS of what that data is. So
1: I, I don't, to me, like when we say that, who are we I mean, talking
0: scams about? Scams could happen more. I mean, you know, yeah. But well,
1: scams don't happen in, in the MLS.
0: Well, I mean, it's very, I mean,
1: they Do you remember the Jills down in in Florida? Right, right. That was, I mean...
0: What, right. No, I, understand, I understand what you're, right, you... I understand and, and, what I'm
1: saying, right. where I'm coming I from? I get though, what you get now. What I'm saying is that that, what you just said right now, is the kind of shit that we, like, super deep inside baseball, MLS execs, and, you know, people who have some whatever, and it, we, it's, it's the kind of thing that, like, literally, I don't think anybody cares about. I don't think the average working I, agent is saying they're going... Well, if it's not MLS data, I can't trust it. I don't, I don't think anyone thinks like that. It's certainly not consumers, right?
0: I don't know, man. I mean, I think, you know, what I thought was a good analogy in the article, if it was in that article or another one I read, was now it's basically Craigslist. That's right? utter bullshit. I, I, there's this, you know, if you start flooding that with like just rando, you know, listings people are going to be putting on there that there's, you know, what kind of control mechanisms are going to have on there, I, you know, there's just... But it's commingled with you know true things that's been vetted from an MLS and an organization. I, all right.
1: I, I guess we'll we'll cross that bridge and get to it. My thing is I think that's utter horseshit. If it ends up being Craigslist and that's Zillow's problem. No, that's that's the website that's commingling the listing, right? If they're not gonna do any verification, if they're going to just allow any rando to come out and say, hey, I have this house for sale, like that's that website's problem. Right, And my point is that as a consumer, if I get burned by it a bunch, it's like, oh, hey, here's this home for sale. And it turns out it's really not for sale or everything's wrong about it. You know what I mean? Like, then they'll go, that website is not trustworthy. Zillow is not trustworthy.
0: Yeah, well, that's what they're worried about. But why,
1: like, the, to me, that's horseshit. Here's why. Every single MLS data feed I've ever seen says, like, right at the bottom, disclaimer, all data deemed to be accurate, but it's not where there's no guarantee of accuracy, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, yeah, you can't really have it both ways.
0: Yeah. If you're going mean, to say. Okay. And I think they're right? arguing to have it. So maybe, you know, they don't, it doesn't sound like they give a shit. I mean, to me, maybe, maybe there's something of like some designation of like, you know, and, and we already have those IDX rules. It's got what MLS there came from, and these other ones won't have that. Maybe we can be a little bit more clear. What are MLS listings? What are not MLS listings? And that that give me
1: okay, sure. But then view. it's to me it's a little bit a level more fundamental than that, right? How about you eliminate the MLS with the disclaimers then, and have the MLS say if it's coming from us, then this data is accurate. We guarantee its accuracy. How about that?
0: Yeah, they're not going to do that.
1: Of course not. Then shut the fuck up about the non-commingling. We need to preserve the pristineness of our data that we can't stand behind. Get the fuck out of here. Like either stand behind the pristine accuracy of your data or let the websites themselves make the mistake of becoming Craigslist or not. Here's the thing, the way I look at it, the non-commingling thing, right? If you really think about how it's going to get used, Zillow has no interest in becoming Craigslist, right? None, right? What they would like to say, we have a whole bunch of data from MLSs, from brokers that we trust, right? from sources that we trust. We vetted them. We think that these are trustworthy things. Why can't we just show it on one tab? That's what it comes down to. And I'm like, that should be the website's decision. You know, that should be the broker's decision to decide what they want to do or not. Why... And again, like I said, the challenge is if you're an MLS and you feel real strongly that our data is so pristine, it should not be commingled with inaccurate data, cool, then guarantee accuracy of your data.
0: Okay, yeah. agree right? to disagree. Agree to disagree. Uh, well, what's there to disagree on?
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. You can't tell me <laughs> that your Greg, data is so disagree? pristine. I'm so obviously right. No, you're no, but I'm saying it's, it's logically inconsistent, Greg. <laughs> if you're telling me you can't commingle because my data is so pristine, then guarantee accuracy of your data.
0: That's right. all. I think, that... Yeah, okay. No, I, I, I understand your, your logic. Your logic, I understand. But <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Just listening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and for a like, I, I would actually be okay if it was, we're not going to allow commingling because we do guarantee the accuracy of our data right and we spend all this time and effort and energy so therefore we don't want it mixed in because that'll taint the brand of the MLS as the gold standard cool then guarantee accuracy i actually would you know what there's a part of me that would like to see the mls do that right like what if the mls went and did things kind of like costar right because CoStar does its own research. I don't actually know if they guarantee the accuracy of their data. No, but they're far... No, they don't. I don't know. No, no I actually don't. don't know. Of
0: course. I mean, every... no lawyer in the planet is going to let something pass like that up online without putting some disclaimer on it. I mean, come on.
1: Uh, if you have your own research department, you know, you're...
0: Especially if you have your own. When they got fucking 20-year-olds calling up places and getting shit on there, absolutely they're going to put a fucking...
1: Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> but either way, like, that. that's... <laughs> You know, it would be cool to see the MLS be like, yeah, we guarantee accuracy, right? Like, because we, that's, but that's a whole, maybe that's a whole separate thing. <laughs> um, but speaking of CoStar, that, they were also in the news of late and it was a little shocking to me because I looked at their Q3 earnings. I'm like, they, they they're just fucking killed it. You know what I mean? They made money like hand over fist when everybody else get their ass kicked and yet they come out with massive layoffs.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was, Oh, I think about a hundred or a little bit over a hundred. Um, right. from what I hear, it was, you know, focused on the home snap and homes.com team, but yeah. mostly on the home saps home snap side. And they said, I think in the press release it was more of like, um, these are duplicate roles, duplicative mm-hmm. roles. I mean, this is after they already had done a purge when they bought them. Right. Cause the right. sales staff that they were suspending and whatever. So this is right. the first time they've done that. Um, so and, that's my, What do
1: you think this means? Because I don't think it's a layoff, man. Like, Coaster made so much money that I, you know, it's not open door. It's not, well, I mean, you know, Redfin. Yeah.
0: I mean, right? it's always like, you know, with Wall Street and everybody else, it's what have you done for me lately, right? So, um, you know, I have two thoughts on this. One of it could be just they're shorn up to have, like, you know, they, they want their EBITDA to be higher in mm-hmm. Q4 than it was in Q3. They had a stellar year, but they want to show – progress on all all kind of things. Number 2 is I mean what the other thing that I read was David Melley or Meley uh, who used to run um homes.com back at Dominion Enterprises when they acquired him and I think they put him over to run Loopnet for a while but then he's back to run both the Homesnap and homes.com mm-hmm. together, right? So and he's well liked that I know. I I knew him, I've met him a few times yeah. when I was at Dominion, you know, when we were acquired at any e neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, he was much later, he was running some other site. Um, so that's like, you know, it's, it's a leadership change too, as well. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, it's more of that. And, and, and Andy did say that, um, um, Andy to say, he did say that there's probably gonna be more people to be hired as they figure out what that model is that, yeah. we try to, that we're trying to kind of guess at. Um, mm-hmm. but to me more, what I was thinking of was, um, <clears throat> And, you know this is not be me being like uh holier than thou or like not that I've you know made stupid decisions or or questionable decisions, but you know from all accounts, what they spent at um last year's n a r in Orlando mm-hmm. with John Mellicamp and free booze i mean what that could have been what three million dollars I heard it was seven okay, so you know there's priorities there, right right. So, I mean, you know, how many – how much of seven – I mean, did – I mean, we, I think we've both asked ourselves whether the return on investment is there, right, uh, of those types of events. I mean, I love going to parties, right? Right. Somehow I think my, my invitation was lost in the mail for that, though, but for <laughs> some reason. Um,
1: but, I got invited, <laughs> but I wasn't going to Orlando, so, yeah. you know.
0: Um, so, I, you know, it's just to me it's like what – uh. You know, it's all about choices, right? It's definitely all about choices. So, but who knows? I mean, again, I think it's just a matter of, I think he did say the impression that probably, there's going to be net more than the hundred they lost as they ramp up to whatever model they're going to. So um, feel bad for the people that lost their jobs and hopefully they find new ones. Um, It's especially tough around this time of year, but it always seems it's always every company I'm with, it's always some November, December type of layoffs, unfortunately. But um, yeah,
1: happy holidays. Here's your yellow slip, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Here's your pink yeah, slip. It's, it's not but so Sometimes okay. So let me ask you this: Am I? Because you know we have been accused of uh, real estate conspiracy theory mongering a bit. Because we speculate—that's oh. what we do.
0: All right, you know, comes. I'm. That's what we do. This is very intriguing now.
1: So this is just you know like okay. There's no proof. It's just pure speculation. But is it fair to read into these layoffs as a potential change in strategy? for CoStar and HomeSnap. So here's what I mean by that, right? When CoStar mm. came in and acquired HomeSnap, right? Matt, I, I think you read the report. I wrote this giant report, yeah. right? And I am like, really? CoStar's paying, what's it, $250 million or 500 million? It was, it was nine figures you know, for an app, right? I was like, that doesn't... So what I thought was, what they were really buying was the relationship with Broker Public Portal and through that bpp buying the relationship to so something like 90% of you know age of agents and mlss right and the home snap team obviously had these very strong relationships with mlss right through bpp okay well bpp just told them to go pound sand yeah. right which we you and i have covered is this then potentially a sign that andy florence is like you know what uh we tried we tried being friendly. We tried nice, right? That's I'm gonna, not,
0: I'm going to cut off my own. I'm going to, I'm going to lay off my people.
1: No, no. But so I'm going to get rid of the people that were the nice people, right? I, I'm going to bring out wartime conciliary. Now here's the thing. I don't know David Mealy at all. I, I, I have yeah. no idea. I've never met the man. Right. So maybe that's, but,
0: but those hundred people's were they were just, those are probably workers, right? There's not,
1: I heard John Maser was part of that loss. Yeah. Right?
0: I mean, and if some, if, yeah.
1: Right. And if it really is like Inman says, a restructuring of the leadership, right? So that, again, that's what I'm saying. Speculation. Is it too much to think? It probably is, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> but is, is it unfair to think, Hey, this might signal a change in the approach that CoStar and Homesnap and Homes will take into 20, in, from 2023 and on. Where they're saying, you know what, the nice guy approach did not work.
0: Right, right. So, so what you're saying, if I'm reading into this correctly, what you're saying is that um, the leadership team has not. Well, what 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 were they what were they tasked to execute that they couldn't? Was it the, getting the uh, the BPP deal done, and because they couldn't yeah. do that done, get that yeah. done, then. Not only
1: that, but like the whole value proposition was acquire Homesnap, right? Acquire Homes. Homesnap gives you access into all of the listing data, mm-hmm. right? And all we needed, all we needed for them to do was to allow us to do the promoted listing thing, right? Because that's how Homes, that's how LoopNet makes money. That's how CoStar makes money, right? And instead of getting that done, they got kicked in the teeth right. after a year and a half, right? And the leadership at HomeSnap clearly was in charge of negotiating, right? That relationship, right? So part of it could just be Andy got pissed. It's like you, you, failed, so therefore we're gonna get rid of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, the bigger part maybe is we tried for a year and a half, two years, right, to make a deal with the industry as represented by BPP, right, that has these major relation with like all of the top MLSs, right. And what we've learned is that wasn't going to get us where we wanted to go, right? So we're going to change, change approach, right? Maybe that's not quite as trying to be as chummy and friendly with the industry and all of the leadership at home snap. I mean, those guys have been around for, you know, decades, right? I mean, they have those, those, those deep relationships, those, you know, like John Mazur, for example, I, every, everyone I've ever spoken to speaks really highly of him, do you know what I mean? Maybe the decision is y'all need to take a step back or get the hell out. We're going to bring in some new people that are cut more in the um,
0: right. But, I mean, commercial that, real but estate that, But that change that you're talking about could have been 10 people that were involved in that. A hundred.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like you're, like I said, total speculation. A lot of it is probably just, you know, cost cutting. Right? No, a lot of it know. is just.
0: I, mean, I, I didn't know about John. Um.
1: And I, that's what I heard. I mean, there, it's not announced, right? Right. So I could be just gossiping here, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I mean, I will say to our MLS audience, I I believe Andy Woolley and Michael Hayes are still there. So <laughs> <laughs> just that.
1: You know? Uh, um, yeah. So uh, anyway, just reading into it, like it's, it could be a signal. You know, we'll see over the next three to six months, right? Because yeah. when, re- when they report Q1, you know, no, that's I mean, after that's, know, it's,
0: it's a very good, it's a very interesting take you're having because it doesn't, I think, you know, there is some logic to what you're saying about, you know, that is something that, you know, because I, I did ask you the question, what task did they not complete? And that's definitely something to point to yeah. that you could say that that was not complete. Now, whether you know, could Jesus Christ himself make that happen? <laughs> right. I mean, who knows? Right. But who knows? It, it, it didn't get done. Right. So, but they, I mean, definitely that was all touted, you know, during the acquisition and everything else. And that was a, a, a big thing there. Um, yeah. A jewel that they had they'd thought they'd brought over. So yeah. that, that being changed everything. Yeah. And I, I just, I get the feeling, you know, I mean, we talked about this a little bit, like the city snap thing. I mean, I don't hear yeah. much about that. Is that, is that like taken off, or is is uh, StreetEasy and Zillow shaking their boots? I don't
1: think so. Probably not. You know, um, I never got the feeling they were shaking their boots, but you and know, Zillow's
0: uh, announced their own listing packet, listing enhancement packages. So they're 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 doing. And, and what I thought you were going to to start off with was that you know it seems like with the showing time plus reshuffle, right? Yeah, they are really going towards you know it's all these brands under this one brand. Right. But really now from what I'm hearing is that, you know, they are like, we got to generate revenue here. We have to, you know, kind of go after and, you know, these, these markets a little bit more, I, I don't think, you know, like I didn't hear a lot from dot loop, right. You didn't really hear a lot. I mean, bridge, I know they were trying to do some things, but I don't know if those really had like big quotas on them and, they were hitting the streets and they had to, you know, this is your quota for the court. But I'm hearing now it's like they they have to there's really a focus, <coughs> excuse me, on revenue. Sure. Um, so, you know, maybe that's another thing. It's like, okay, because what they did is they scuttled all the all the kind of ways that that Home Snap and, and and really homes.com made revenue, right? Because they're going to this new model. And maybe this is again part of like, okay, we're getting rid of some of the other vestiges of this. Right. Uh, of what's going on. And right. I don't know. I mean, you know, I uh, you, you got to ask yourself how many, how many of those were developers, right? How many, you know, are, are there going to be updates made to it? I mean, I, I yeah. don't know. I mean, I got this, you know, believe me, I know how it is. I mean, we, we are acquired and, and I know what happens there is that, um, you know, support goes down a little, you know, support goes down, right? Because, you're so busy with this. You're not getting that same level of service because it was sure. one company to do that because now you're part of a big one and uh, you'll see a degradation in service and I'm pointing fingers at home snap or anybody else. That's just shit. That's what happens when you get acquired. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. Well, we'll, we'll, well so I mean, it's it, just sad too. Right. So it's sad, you know,
1: at the same time, I feel like if you got, look, I mean, yes, the market's really horrible and you know, but, uh people tend to land at their feet, you know, like if you're, if you have that type of experience in relationship, somebody's going to want, you know, want you. So, yeah, and, and hopefully everyone will land at their feet. I think that's I the way was, I look I, at it. I was know? talking
0: to a friend of mine and he was asking me, it's like, what do you think all these layoffs are about? Is this a, a preemptive thing? Is this a necessary thing? Is this, I mean, you know, what do you think why are they, you know, so many companies doing this? And I, I you know, the way I answered him and maybe this is a little bit here is that I think there's two schools. If you're okay. a, if you're a VC funded startup, basically the VCs are saying to you, there's not going to be a lot of money coming in, so you should get to profitability as soon as you can. So that's that's a that's a narrative and an understanding of like why you got to lay those guys off, right? Cuz right. they're the, the 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 well is dry or is going to be dry. On the public side of things, um I don't think anybody anticipated and you know open door talked about this of the 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 immediacy the the the, the speed the velocity of the change in interest rates like I think they, they quoted it being yeah. a forty year you know event yeah, yeah. right where yeah. you know we might have gone to seven to eleven percent but that took us you know you know, four years, not right. four months. Right. Right. In the, right. When we went to two and a half to five and right. seven.
1: Right. Right. I mentioned that and in a previous yeah. thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So then, that to me is like, okay, shit, we've got to just, you know, we got to be quick now, right? And I think so. There's a, I think on the public company side and the existing company side, I think there's a bit of that of like, okay, we've got to, this has happened, we got to react. But I also think they're looking towards the future because not everybody I talked to says 2023 is going to be you know, one of those years, like, you know, we're going to see, you know, what, what is it? When the, when the tide leaves, we, we see that kind of
1: thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know the, the VC funded guys, like I feel like it's, it's all the same, which I think most people are expecting 2023 to be like just a major great recession, if not an outright depression, like things are going to be really fucked. It's going to be really, really bad. Or even if you don't think that, because I don't think that, right? But you might as well prepare as if it's going to be that right. bad. Right? Be pr- like it's the prepper strategy, prepper mindset. You don't you don't prepare for like the power of being out for two days. You prepare for it for being out ten days. If it's only out two days, great. You know what I mean? Like it's versus you only prepare for two days and then it's out for ten days, you're absolutely screwed. So I think a lot of it is that. Thing is, CoStar is, doesn't make sense because like I said, CoStar had a banging Q3, right? So I don't think this is a case for, at least for CoStar and HomeSnap of economic necessity. I don't think it was them saying, you know what, we better, hey, 2023 is going to be real bad. We better tighten, you know, I don't think it was that. I think it was a, a change in strategy to your point. Maybe it's a bunch of the hundred people that got laid off were people who were selling like HomeSnap Pro. Right, And CoStar said, well, we're going to make that free now, so
0: well, yeah, we don't need they you. They already did those layoffs, though. I think that was already done. So that's what makes me curious. About- yeah,
1: maybe. Or maybe their support staff to support homes. It was like, it's free. Who gives a shit at this point? Get rid of them. And you could just go on our FAQs. You know, Who knows? I fi- it's, it's really hard to say versus someone like, say, Compass right, or even Zillow, to your point, like Zillow, some of those teams are like, hey, you need to focus on making revenue. You need to generate a profit. I feel like that's a little different. Again, Zillow is not venture backed, you know, they're, but Zillow for its entire history has never been like, we want to be profitable, right? right? Their entire history is been like, we want to grow and over and over again. And this is one of the things that I think people miss a little bit is, uh, at least like, I don't know, five, six years ago, people were always criticizing Zillow or especially Zillow about well, they never made money. They're just right. burning through investor capital. I'm like, but if you listen to the earnings calls, what they say is we can flip the switch anytime, right? We have this market share. We've made this progress. We make all this revenue. If we want it to be profitable, we can be profitable. We're choosing not to be profitable so we can continue growing.
0: That's, That's kind of like Amazon is very famous. Yeah, yeah. Kind of saying, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think the big pivot this year is a lot of those companies said, you know, uh, enough with the growth, fuck that growth, right? Done. We're now going to be profitable, right? Right. Now we're going to squeeze every dime of profit we can. I bet Zillow probably could do that. You know, I think 2023 we should see some some real traction out of them.
0: I mean, having said that, at at their stock price, I mean, they've got to have another story here to kind of get that thing up. And I think that's probably the same with a lot of other companies.
1: Having said that, the issue for Zillow specifically is going to be they absolutely have to create something for sellers. And what they've announced, the media thing and the, um, I can't remember the, I can never remember the two products that they yeah, announced. List, right? I
0: mean, they're very generic names. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, but basically one is essentially what it sounds like is preferred placement. Like you can do media buys through Zillow and the other one is they're going to come in and do photos and videos and content, you know, f- over like for a listing agent. Right. To me, both of those are just copying costar.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's it's definitely a, a, a attack, you know, right. to to what they're saying, right? T-
1: right. To, to so to a tick, <laughs> right. And not only that, but that's presumably something that Redfin's been doing as a brokerage for ten years, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, their their differentiator is the app, right? I mean, right. Everybody uses the app,
1: right? The Housing Super app, yeah. right? But we'll see if they're successful. I mean, I think it's like the way I look at it. Never count Zillow out. You know what I mean? Like,
0: oh no, yeah, they're
1: never. they're still huge. They're still big. They're very smart. You know, they have some very capable people there. So never count them out. But it is an interesting kind of pivot, right? The biggest thing about the Zillow pivot, though, is the fact that they're going hard at mortgage, right? And we're yeah. gonna see how that plays out, especially in this market where mortgage is really suffering, like really hurting, right? Uh, yeah,
0: we we talked about that before. I just still. I mean, they've they've had that. They've been the mortgage game for so long. I mean, that's always been what these, you know, attachment rates and what they've all been talking about. I just don't. You know, it's not like this has always been one of their supposedly focuses. Um, I don't know
1: what's not there like there this, about. man. Not like all this. Right, their focus right. when okay, when, when, just... they, when they when they acquired Zillow Home Loans, you know, when they did that. The attach rate was really around the Zillow offers, right? Because the intent was, we have this mortgage thing. We're going to go and buy homes, you know, buy homes from people, and then we're going to sell them. So we should be able to attach when we sell the home, right? It was that it wasn't really focused on third party. Like the random premier agent is also going to give us mortgage. That's changed, right? at least as the last earnings call. I think Rich Barton made it very, very clear. We have the eyeballs, we have the traffic. We have the premier agent uh, workforce distribution, as he puts it. Um, we have the technology. We're going after it, which to me says, okay, you essentially are going to compete against Rocket. And there's, hey, compete against whoever you want. You're Zillow. Do you know what I mean? You're not, you're not a startup. Like if, if Rob and Greg said, we're going to start a company and compete against Rocket Mortgage, people would laugh at us. When you're Zillow and you say that, that that's not a laughing thing. Like You absolutely could do it.
0: But, but when did they buy right. Mortgage Lenders of America? It was like 2017 or 18?
1: Something like that, five yeah. Five
0: years. I mean, yeah. now is like, why is, why is now the, the time?
1: I mean, if you listen to what they say, it's because they've spent those five years doing a bunch of learning, building technology, automation, blah, 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 and that they built for their in-house operation. Right, that they were going to use for Zillow offers. Mm. They're just saying we have this capability. We're much more efficient. So, blah blah they had blah. To
0: pivot, again, pivot after that,
1: right? Now we're going to unleash it to compete against Rocket, right? Right.
0: And look, if to me, those things are a little bit. If you're selling to again, maybe they change their model for the Flex stuff. So, if not only do you owe us a forty-five percent split, but they you, you know, you have to make sure they use our mortgage company. Is that what you're saying might happen?
1: I don't think they can, right? That would be a recipe violation.
0: Yeah, so so to me, what you know, I think it's just more of I encouragement. See these attachment rates, yeah. and I think you know, everybody like that's all the these tech companies, Compass, whoever, right? All sure, I mean, even traditional mortgages or uh, brokerages. Um, the problem is, is that, and I, I've talked about this before. Um, you know, you've got you've got um, you've got Chad in the back of the room at the association meetings. He's the mortgage guy over at at at, at Wells Fargo? And if you know, that's who Susie uses, right? Mm-hmm. That's who Marsha uses as far as her, 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 yeah. her mortgage guy, because she's got Chad's cell phone number. If something goes yeah. wrong, she can call Chad. You know, she's just got that relationship. If Chad wants my business again, he's going to have to make this thing, make this thing right. I mean, when it becomes this kind of like, you know, Borg Corporation with this eight hundred number, yeah, that if there's something going on that they have no whatever. I mean, that's. That's tough to compete with. Um, Absolutely.
1: And that's yeah. going to be the, the challenge, I, I think, we get to see. Um, the, how, do you, how do you get the local, the premier agents to switch their loyalty to you without violating RESPA? I mean, that's the tightrope that Zillow's going to have to walk. Yeah. But like I said, if anyone could do it, right? I mean, you can't count them out. But it does lead to this focus on revenue and profitability. I think it's safe to say that Zillow has moved away from the growth phase, right, to okay profitability phase, and they've maintained for years and years and years, right. It's just a matter of which lever they've always said we're we're you know we're just stepping on the accelerator to just grow, 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 in investing, and investing. That's why we're losing money. They said, time we can start you know taking gains like taking you know profit, they can, and I think we're about to see. You know, whether so do you think do that's that.
0: a wider trend in Wall Street that yeah. that, that's, that kind of days are over with, this growth yeah. thing, and that, that everybody's yeah. going to have to pivot towards this to, uh, to
1: Absolutely. Me, absolutely. Mm. Because look, I mean, the, the, the story of Wall Street really, depending on who you listed, for me as an Austrian, I kind of look at it as it's just been a story of free money, right? And the Fed has come out and said, we're not doing free money anymore. Now, whether they're able to stick with that or not, that's a whole different question. I don't think they can, but that's, that's a whole different episode. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but assuming that the Fed sticks with its plan of you know, no free money, we're going to quantitative tightening, blah, 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 then yeah, as then Wall Street, all, all companies have to just go, all right, we now need to start generating like profits. Right? Um, and I think real estate is going to be in the crosshairs because housing is definitely impacted the most you know, because of uh, all the stuff yeah. that Jerome Powell's doing, you know, but hey, man, I can't believe we spent 45 minutes. <laughs> and my, now my dog is barking. Uh, so <laughs> we have all these other topics that we didn't even get to. So we'll, we'll have to talk about that next week. Yeah, um, for sure. But uh, and we do have a special episode coming up.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk, talk about that?
1: Well, we don't. We haven't necessarily aligned up the guests, but we we are, I think, going to try and do a predictions yes uh, episode. Cause, I'm uh, excited
0: about this. I, me too. Know, I always enjoy your. You usually do a blog post of something yeah. like this. The I seven be, predictions. Yeah, this is sure this to be wrong. Separate from that, but um, <laughs> um, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about it. Uh, yeah, and I, I want to kind of put out there, and I want to get. I think we sh- I'm hoping we can get two guests. Yes. Um yes. so that we can have like four of us and just you know do it like John McLaughlin style. Yeah, Tell me I
1: something I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. You know. But I think it's I mean it's a prediction, so you can't argue yeah. it, but you know, you yeah. could at least discuss it. So that'll be yeah. fun. All right, brother. Uh great to great to have a conversation with you. Um and uh, yeah, let me know about this weekend, uh, offline, off, offline, you know, yeah. podcast. And about two minutes here, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and as always, you know, thanks to our listeners um, and for people watching us on YouTube. Um, you know, we'll uh, we'll be back shortly with uh, hopefully even more real estate stuff and try and mix in as much non-real estate stuff as possible. Uh, specifically, I would love to hear from you if you disagree with the idea that the lightsaber, cannot be fashioned into armor because I think it it absolutely can and uh, it's the ultimate weapon um, and I don't know why the ships of that universe don't just use lightsabers like on the end of a swing, a chain, just, you know,
0: so. Okay. All right. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Thanks.